Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Bert. I'm the lead pastor at True North Community Church. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. I'm going to have a little something to say to you at the end, but for now, let's dive in. All right, this is a brand new message series called Clean Sweep. And what we're going to be doing uh, over the next few weeks is we're going to talk a little bit about cleaning out and clearing away some of the stuff that gets between us and our connection with God, the stuff that gets between us and the Lord, honestly. The parts of our lives that make it difficult to connect with God. Now, I'm making an assumption here on the front end. I'm aware that assumptions are dangerous. I'm hoping this is a safe one. The assumption is that we all want to connect with God. You guys are in church, so I'm just going to make that assumption. You got here, you took yourself here, you know, uh, and, and you're here to, to, to presumably to worship him and to take something in. And so I'm, I'm hoping that we're all on the same page with that. We want to connect with God. And if you want to connect with God, you're probably already aware that there are times when things get in the way. Now, one of the big things that gets in the way for just about all of us is the parts of our life that aren't really under God's will, that aren't really surrendered to God's will. Now, if you're new or newer to church, you may wonder, isn't all of it under God's will? Isn't the whole world God's world? Uh, isn't he sovereign over all of it? Isn't he the general manager of the cosmos? Could there be anything on the earth that isn't under his will and doesn't come under his will? Actually, the answer to that question is no. Yes to all the first questions, but when, when it comes to things that don't come under his sovereign will, the answer is no, because he gave us free will. Yes? He gave us free will. That means you have choice. He could have just said, worship me. Uh, you're mine and I'm yours and you're going to love me and that's it. And we could have had no choice in the matter, but he gave us free will. That means you have the opportunity to choose to do things that are outside of his will. But once in a while, someone will, will, will hit me up like, not too long ago, someone came to me having made uh, a couple of terrible decisions in their life and now dealing with the consequences, and they said to me, how could this be God's will? And I, I, I wasn't trying to be like, you know, snarky, but I was sort of like, this wasn't God's will. Like, you did this. And, and there, there might be a moment when each of us need to acknowledge in our life you know, there are times when, when we have gone, God, how could this be my will, when actually it was us who put ourselves in the situation. So from time to time, it's okay to sort of look around and go, all right, there are parts of my life that are surrendered to God's will. There are parts of my life that are, that, that are uh, you know, where I'm doing what he wants me to do, but there are other parts, eh, not so much. And that's true, by the way, for all of us. Let's just admit that together. I'm going to hit you with a verse this is from uh, the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome. This is uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 23. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Now leave the verse up there. Leave that slide up there for a minute. I want you to look at the tenses involved. Everyone has sinned. That's past tense, yes? Everyone has sinned. That's behind us. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Fall short is present tense, isn't it? It doesn't say we have all fallen short. It says we all fall short. That's present tense. Okay, you can take the slide back down now. Thank you. We, it, 
We've all sinned is behind us. We all fall short is now. That means all of us currently now. You, me, the worship team, the band, all the pastors, everybody on the same level saying we all need God's grace and mercy and forgiveness every day. That's all of us. Okay, clear? Everybody with me? Just checking. Make sure you're all there. Okay, cool. So, all of us have these struggles. All of us have parts of our life that aren't really accessible to God because we've just sort of said, mm, that's not for you. Imagine, if you will, uh, your, your spiritual life or your heart as a house. To you, in your house, is Jesus a house guest or does he own the place? Is Jesus a house guest or does he own the place? Big question here. Huge question. Anybody here ever have a house guest who stayed a little too long? A couple of you guys, maybe? Yeah, nobody wants to raise their hand. It's awkward. They're there now. It's tough. Okay. You came to church to get away from them because they won't leave your house? Understand. Okay. So in case you didn't know, maybe you were not aware, house guests are like fish. After two or three days, they start to stink. So that's for you. Some of you, uh, there's, there's somebody in the room today who's a house guest who stayed just a little too long. It is time for you to move on. Um, don't know who that is. Someone, I don't know who that's for, but someone will thank me for this sermon later. Okay, so is Jesus a house guest or does he own the place? Because when, I, when you have a house guest, you, have you, maybe, maybe I would imagine all of us at one time or another have either been a house guest or had a house guest. You know, you ever had this happen? You know, your, your old college buddy calls you up and he's going to be in town. And, and he's like, oh, you know, I'd love to meet up. And you go, oh, where are you staying? And you kind of hope he says like a, a hotel sort of far away, but close enough to get dinner, you know. And he's like, well, I actually don't have any plans yet. And you're sort of like, oh, do, do you want to crash here? You know, secretly hoping that he'll just go, no, 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 I could never. Uh, and then he does, you know, and he says, oh, yeah, fine. And, and, and now, now you're in a spot. You know, you've been, some of you have been here. Yeah, a house guest comes in. You kind of couldn't say no. And your husband or wife is like, dude, really? How long is this going to be? And just, I know, I know, I never see this guy. Just bear with us. And then, and then they show up, you know, and, uh, and you go, hey, welcome, what's up? And you kind of invite them in, you know, and you give them the tour. You know, let's oh, we'll give you the tour, you know. Like your house is so big, you need to give somebody a tour. You know, I'll give you the tour, you know. And this is the living room. Oh, cool, nice, nice TV, that's great. This is the kitchen. Oh, beautiful cabinetry, well, you know. Oh, you know, and, and this is the, you know, and you kind of show them around. If they're a house guest. And then you show them, and, and maybe, not everybody, but maybe uh, you have a room in your house that is a guest room. Maybe you have a bedroom. Maybe you're blessed enough to have a bedroom in your house that uh, is not full-time occupied by another human, and so you turn that room into a workout room or an office or a what, a man cave or whatever you've done with it. But you have a spare bedroom, a guest bedroom, and you say to your guest, here's the bedroom that you're going to be staying in. This, here's a fresh towel and a clean bar of soap, and here you go. And this is the bathroom that you're going to be using, which is to say, this is the bathroom we hope you use. <laughs> Please use this one. Please don't blow up the bathroom next to the living room. It's just not cool. So just, this is your bathroom. This is your bedroom. This is your bathroom. And we'll show you around. And this is the backyard. And the thing on this, oh, this door. Yeah, this is the master. Let me just, ooh, yeah, it's not clean. But that, that's, that's our bedroom. You don't need to see that. You know, and, and you kind of, you walk, you walk a house guest around their area. You say, 
this is this, this is that. You explain things that are obvious. This is the kitchen, like they've never seen a kitchen before. You know, this is the, like, you're explaining things, so you're, what you're doing is you're setting terms. You're saying, these are areas that we expect you to hang out in and inhabit. But there are other areas that we really expect you not to hang out in and inhabit. It would be weird for a house guest to get up in the attic and start looking through your Christmas decorations. It would be weird for a house guest to get into the crawl space in the basement and start looking at things. If you found a house guest rooting through your underwear drawer, there'd be beef, right? Like th this would be a problem. There are boundaries that a house guest observes. But not so for someone who owns the place. When you own the place, it's your place. You know, you, you, you walk around, you can go into any room in the house. There's no, uh, there's no, uh, oh yeah, over here, you know, if it's your house, you know what's in the basement. You know what's in the attic. It might be a while since you looked in there and thought about things, but, but you have access to all of it. For you, has Jesus been given access to all of it? Or is he a house guest? Jesus, welcome. Oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're in town. Come on in, hang out. Like, just really, really glad to have you. Uh, you know, this is, where, this is where you'll stay when you're with me. You know, hang out here. And these are the different parts of my life. Uh, this is my work life. Would love to have you join me in my work life. Just maybe don't make too much noise, but would love to have you there. Um, my relationship, oh, my marriage or my relationship, oh, we would love to have you in that. Just totally want you in that. My kids really want you to be in these rooms where my kids are. This, oh, this room? Yeah, um, this is my finances. Stay out. This is my financial life. Not for you. This over here? This, oh, yeah, this is, um, this is my uh, sex life, and maybe, let's just keep it friendly. Yeah, I don't, look. oh, this, this, yeah, this is my internet browsing history. See the four padlocks on that door? No, not for you. Everybody with me? There are rooms we say, come on, you know, like, these are the common areas, like, Jesus, I just want you in my life. We use this language at church, you know, we want you in my life, I want to invite you into all of it, and we're going to call you Lord. But in reality, for many of us, there are parts of our life where we've said, you know what, maybe not, I don't think so. And what we need maybe to do is to pray a prayer like the one we find in Psalm 139. Listen to this. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Here's the keys. Here are the keys. Like, you can go into any room in the whole joint. Get up in the attic, get down in the crawl space, look, look at all the boxes, look in every room, search all of it, and please point out to me anything that offends you, because I'm yours. This life is yours. You paid for all of me on the cross, so all that I am and all that I have belongs to you. It's your house, keys, deed, title, all of it. This is your place, this is your life. Do what you want with it and point out anything in me that ought not to be there.
Sometimes we just, we just forget that stuff is there. Anybody here struggle with, um, like, clutter? Anybody? Clutter issues? Remember that show? Remember, I don't know if anybody remembers. Remember the show Hoarders? Is that still a thing? I don't even know if that show is on, but you remember it, right? And if you didn't see the show, basically it was like, you know, hoarding, and, and forgive me, I don't, I don't mean to make fun, hoarding, that's, there's a, I don't know the name of it, but there's a mental disorder that goes with this, and no shade if that's what you struggle with or someone you love struggles with. But there was a whole TV show, and like they, they'd bring a camera into somebody's house, and it had gotten so bad, you know, where, where there's just no place to sit because every, every surface of every piece of furniture is stacked with stuff, and, and, and there's so much stuff going on, and, and, and you know... You look at this and you go, how could you let it get that bad? How could it get so out of control? Because little bit by little bit, it just builds up and builds up, and we don't even see it. We don't even see the stuff sometimes. And a fresh pair of eyes helps. So in my life, um, you know, my fiance and her daughter are moving to my house. And my house, I've lived in my house for four years. And I decorated it. There's a full-size picture of the big Lebowski in my living room. There is. There's a, full, there's a harpoon in my living room. Uh, there's, you know, some samurai swords laying around. There's like just, it's just, I decorate. And so, you know, uh, my fiancé has walked in and kind of gone. Some of this is going to have to go. You know that, right? I'm like, I, okay, okay. And then she said to me, and Bert, you got to power wash the house. And I'm like, no, I don't. Shut up. <laughs> and I walked outside, and you know what? Like, up to the, the, thir the bottom third of my house was green. <laughs> the whole back of the house, like all of the fences, like the, it, it needed to be power washed so bad. And I just, I didn't see it. I just didn't see it. I walked past it every day and stopped noticing it. You with me? Is there stuff like that for you? There's going to be stuff like that for you. you. You're not aware of it anymore. You stop noticing it. You've been living with it so long that you don't even see it anymore. So then a fresh set of eyes comes in and goes, hey, uh, this is actually a mess. This is actually a thing. And, and what, what occurs in all of us is, our lives get cluttered. The places where we allow God into and the places we don't, it gets very complicated and things get cluttered. Now, I don't know about you. I can't work when my desk is all cluttered. I can't focus. I can't, I just, I don't know if I have like, you know, adult ADHD. I might, I'm not sure if I do, but I don't, I know that if my desk is not orderly and clean, I can't focus. So from time to time, I have to like clear off distractions, Yeah. And, and maybe you have to do the same thing. And spiritually, it's, it's that way. We've got to get rid of some of the stuff that distracts us. Now, to illustrate this, I've, bought it, I've brought an actual box of actual clutter from my office to illustrate what I'm talking about, okay? All of this is real stuff from my desk and from my office, okay? This is an antique Darth Vader alarm clock. <laughs> you turn them off like that. This is a solar-powered Pope Francis. He waves. I got that at a gift store, in the, gift store in the Jersey Turnpike, for real. Okay, this is, oh, this is a rugby ball. This is a rugby ball from Wales. I've never been to Wales, and I don't like rugby. But 
Somebody a long time ago went to Wales and said, hey, I got this in the, for you, and I thought you might like it. And then somebody else saw that rugby ball, and they went to, to, to South Africa, and they got me a rugby ball. And then somebody else went to another tournament, and they got me a rugby ball. And then somebody else went to, 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 to New Zealand, and they got me a rugby ball. I've never been to a rugby game. But these are all in my office. This, this, this is a trophy for bowling a 300 game in official league play. I love this, it brings back vivid memories of the day that I bought it for five bucks at a yard sale. Did any of you seriously think I bowled a 300 game? Do you even know me? Heavens. Okay, so, oh, here's, here's a good one. This, True North Energy Drink. About a hundred of you have brought these for me. Hey, Bert, I didn't know you had a side job. Stop it. <laughs> and this, okay, this is, this is one of my favorites. This is a Jesus Rock. One of the kids in True North painted this for me, and this is on my desk, and it says, it says True North Rocks. <laughs> I love dad jokes. So, I mean, like, but all this stuff, I mean, and this is just a small, a small sampling of what's, so, but when, when this stuff is on your desk, like, you, you play with it, you, you know, you, you look at it, and it distracts you, and there, there's probably, okay, I'm going to put some of this stuff back. You got to, you have to, in your, in your life as well as in your house, do an inventory sometimes and clean house. There are times for each of us when we have to think a little bit about what's getting in the way and what's cluttering up our relationship with God. Now, I'm going to hit you with some verses now. This is, this is the heavy stuff. This is the book of Romans. Okay, so stay with me here. The Apostle Paul to the church in Rome. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. He died once to defeat sin, and now he lives for the glory of God. So you should consider yourselves dead to sin and able to live for the glory of God through Jesus Christ. We died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And now, just as Jesus rose, just as he lives, now we also may live new lives. Anybody here want to live a new life? Anybody besides me just need a new start today? Anybody to me just, just, just need a reset? Like, we're going we're gonna to start a new Maybe it's time for us to do some spring cleaning in our lives. Maybe it's time for us to do a real inventory and pray that prayer and say, Father, I want you to come into every room in this house. I want you to see all of it because I want it all cleaned. What in your life needs to be power washed? What in your life needs to be cleansed by God's blood and by God's forgiveness? What in your life needs just to be erased 
where you start anew. Maybe some of you need that today, and maybe this is a great time for that. And perhaps, dare I say, may I be so bold as to say, as appropriate as it is once in a while to do a spring cleaning, an annual cleaning, a semi-annual, whatever, maybe I could get to a place, and maybe you could get to a place, and maybe we could get to a place where we do that every day. Every day. We invite him into all of it, where every day we, we yield all of us, where every day we check for things that are outside God's will, where we check for things that are cluttering up our connection with God, where we look for little secret alcoves and uh, hidden boxes and things where we keep a lock on that we don't want God to talk to us about, that we don't want God to have access to. Perhaps daily we start yielding to him. Perhaps daily we start realizing, the, okay, for the second half of the verse, he died once to defeat sin, and now he lives for the glory of God. So you should consider yourselves dead to sin and able to live for the glory of God. You, because of Jesus, are able to live for the glory of God. That doesn't mean you have to. It doesn't mean you're forced to. It means you can. You can live for the glory of God. You get to choose this. God gave you free will. So you get to live a life for God's glory if you want. You don't have to. You can stay in the lane you're in and just live for you and make it all about you. I don't think you're going to be very happy. I think you're leaving a lot on the table in that negotiation. I think that's very silly, but you could. Or you could say, you know what? I want to connect with God. I want to have God in my life. And I know it's really, really like a deep contradiction to call him Lord and then treat him like a house guest. It's a contradiction to call him Lord and say, here and here is fine, but not in here. What we're called to is to yield every single area of our life to him, to yield all of who we are to all of who he is, and to do that daily. And understand this, like get this part, because it's important. This isn't, it isn't, Fine, go ahead. I guess you can look in there if you must. It's embarrassing, but fine. It isn't, okay, I guess I've had enough fun. Now I gotta let God into the room and he's gonna like make me sit up straight and, and eat my vegetables. Like, this isn't that. This is all the stuff in that room has been making you miserable anyway. All the stuff in that room has been holding you back from the man or woman that you could be. All that stuff has just been dragging you down for so long. It's time to let him power wash it. You're going to love how it looks when he's done. You're going to love how it looks when he's done cleansing every little part of your life. When you let him in and when you yield. You are able to live for the glory of God because of Jesus' sacrifice for you, because of his willingness to forgive and lift all of that stuff up, stuff up off of your shoulders, pay for it himself, we get power washed. We come out of it looking brand new. And there's nothing like it. You don't have to open all those. It reminds me of, I didn't put the verse on the screen, but you know, there's that verse in Revelation chapter 3 where it says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if anyone invites me in, I'll come in and we'll share a meal as friends, one translation says. And it doesn't say he pounds on the door. He doesn't kick the door down. He doesn't pick the lock. 
He just knocks. Now it's up to you to invite him in, if you want to. You have free will, you don't have to, but man, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you invite him in and give him access to every little part of who you are? You're going to love how it feels to yield and get that clutter out of the way so you can really connect with him. And we'll pick it up right here from, 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 from this uh, spot next week for part two. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We love you and we thank you and we're just so grateful. Grateful that you offer us the chance to do that. That we get to invite you in. And that you're willing to enter every little space of our lives. That you love us that much and care for us that much. Father, we've all hoarded a whole bunch of stuff that probably needs to go. We've all got a whole bunch of things in our lives that need to get cleaned out and yielded to you and made new. And Father, we need to get in the habit of doing that every day. So we're praying, do some work in us. Do some work on us, Father. Engage us in this. Help us be excited about this. I pray that nobody will enter into this sort of thing dragging their feet and sorrowful. I pray that we'll just see how foolish it is to live filthy and cluttered and how good it feels to invite you in and yield all of who we are to you and find ourselves, as the Apostle Paul tells us, able to live for your glory. May that be so in my life. May that be so in all of our lives. We pray together in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks once again for taking the time to listen. It's an honor to have you with us. If you'd like to support our church financially and help us continue to put this content out there for free, that would be a really big deal to us. We're completely supported by the contributions of the people that come to our church. And if you'd like to help, you can do that online at truenorthchurch.net slash give, or you can do it with a text message. Just text the word True North to 77977 on your cell phone, and you'll get a prompt leading you through how to do that. Thanks again for dialing in. See you soon. Bye-bye.